Hello, this is Emily German. And my name is Helena Janat. And this is Middle Class to Wealthy. And today we're talking about a different perspective. So Helena, talk to us a little bit about why do people need a different perspective? If you have a different perspective, you'll change your behavior. And if you change your behavior, you'll get different results. Okay. Simple enough, right? You would think. <laughs> uh, it's not always easy to change the behavior, but we're working <laughs> on it. <laughs> I know. How do people think things work, though? So we think that K through 12, going to school, you know, it's, it's the law. But we think that that prepares us for life. Mm -hmm. We think that going off to college, some kind of technical vocational school is going to make us more profitable. We think that if we don't get a degree and then we get into the workforce, if we work hard enough, we'll advance. We think that we can escape all of that and just create my own small business, become an entrepreneur. What do you mean by K through 12 doesn't prepare you for life? Unfortunately, K through 12 is about creating a workforce, bottom line. So I started looking into it because, you know, we've always had questions about why don't we learn this in school? Why don't we learn this in school? So recently I read a book by Napoleon Hill. It was called Outwitting the Devil. This book mm -hmm. was supposed to have been written in 1938. This book talks about our educational system. Yes. It, it just, it just, it's just beyond me how if so many people have been asking this question for so many years, we didn't change what we're teaching our kids. We didn't change what we're learning. So I started researching it. And when I researched it, it said that the educational system is designed, educa our educational system was designed for the greater good of society. And then it said to create a workforce. So mm -hmm. what does that mean? It means that we're facing like all of these crises. We have an affordability crisis in this country, a savings crisis in this country, a debt crisis, a retirement crisis. What part of school prepared us for any of that? If we look at what life looks like, we're living for today, so we're looking for like some type of quality of life. We have to plan for tomorrow, so that's when we become elderly. We have to stabilize our money so that if and when there's a recession, and they happen often, we're not affected. Educating our kids, stabilizing adult children, caring for our adult parents, leaving a legacy behind for future generations. Like what part of school prepares us for any of that? Hmm. So you're saying that basically professional education doesn't equal profitability? Within limitations. So again, more research. Um, there's a very small percentage of us that makes more than $250,000 a year. A hmm. very small percentage percentage of us. So most of us, like we mentioned in a previous talk, are living paycheck to paycheck. 
some of us, yes, are saving money and live well, but that's not the masses. The masses, our finances, we're failing. So how many degrees are there out there? People are getting degrees, but they're also getting student loan debt. So supposedly, if you have a degree, you're supposed to make more money. But that doesn't always happen. I don't have a degree. And I make, I make more than a lot of people that I know who do have degrees. One of my mentors was talking about, he used to be a VP at a bank. And he said, I thought I was God's gift to a financial statement. And then he learned some things, went out into the world. He doesn't work anymore. He stopped working over 30 years ago. He said he had no clue. He said when he was working, what he was doing was managing someone else's money. Mm. So you're saying that hard work doesn't equal advancement? Working hard doesn't always equal advancement. And not only does it not always equal advancement, um, even if you do advance, it's to a certain extent. It's within the realm that we're playing in. So do you really think it's realistic to think that you start off in the mailroom and you'll become the CEO of a Fortune 500 company? Not everybody wants to be a CEO. No, not everybody wants to take on that, all of that responsibility, but how far up in the company do you really think you're going to go, especially without a degree? You know, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. It's that whole socioeconomic thing that we were talking about previously. Like, people put such an emphasis on that, and a lot of times, they don't even let you cross. It's like, this is what you need in order to move further. Hmm. Okay. So it's entrepreneurship and small business not an escape for the rat race, would you say? Most small businesses, 30% of them go out of business within the first two years. Within the first five years, 50% are out of business. After 10 years, 60% of them are out of business. Only 15% of most small businesses make it past past that 15 year mark. Mm -hmm. I say this to say that statistically, no. You know, um, there are some very bright people out here, but I think that there's a lot of competition. People wanna know why is your product better than another product? We're working against the current. A lot of times it's because of a lack of structure in our businesses. It could yes. be a lack of systems, a lack of processes, but small business and entrepreneurship, you know, we're bright people, mm -hmm. but there are a lot of factors working against us. Mm. It's a rat race with an N, basically. So, <laughs> so how do things work? We're part of a much larger system. We think we live in a free country and People come here for opportunity. And yes, we do live in a place where there's opportunity. But again, so many different factors working against us. The biggest thing is we fit into a system called government. And you might think, well, okay, how does that affect my life? Well, 
government takes care of government. So they collect taxes on all of us. And mm -hmm. every move we make, they're collecting a tax. So individual income taxes is their highest source of revenue. So that's why they need to make us employable. Um, and so 60% of us are employed, 33% of us are self-employed. Mm -hmm. Then there's payroll taxes, corporate income taxes, excise taxes. Excise mm -hmm. taxes is on stuff like cigarettes, alcohol, tobacco, um, inheritance tax, um, capital gains, sales tax. And then the, another big tax is property tax. So whether you're employed or not, you have to pay income tax. Whether you, if you own a home or you don't own a home, you're paying property taxes. So mm -hmm. the government set itself up to be self-sustaining. It will always have money. Why? Because it, it draws on its citizens as their purse strings. So mm -hmm. we're just a resource to our government. And the reason why they didn't change anything in how they teach us is because if you don't know anything different, your dependence is on employment. Your dependence is on what you know. So you have no voice in government. We think that we're fighting this fight and we're gonna hold our, we think that we're gonna hold our politicians accountable. Mm -hmm. But every time we turn around, nothing works out in our favor. And we're like, our tax dollars, our tax dollars, our tax dollars, I'm sorry. You know what? When you spent those tax dollars, when they took them tax dollars, they were just gone. In return, what you got was subpar education. And we think that they're there to establish laws. We think that they're, they're there to maintain order and provide security. We think that they're there to protect us against external threats and for the well-being of its citizens by providing public programs. But they're constantly cutting anything that's socially acceptable that is going to help us move forward. So. Mm -hmm. So no, you know, government works exactly as it's designed to work. The school systems work exactly as they are designed to work. And, mm -hmm. you know, I hate to say it, but it's a form of oppression. We mm -hmm. think that, oh, you know what? I have a good job and, you know, I'm free from all of that stuff. But I'm sorry if you lose your job for any reason or you're unable to show up to work and your money turns off, you are affected. So we need a plan B. So do you really believe government is using its citizens? I do, I do. There's no evidence to prove otherwise. Like social programs are being cut left and right. So there used to be social programs for people who had mental health issues. And now everybody is kind of lumped in together. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I was just watching this video. Trevor Noah had this panel on and they were talking about how, so he says, I thought that years ago, the black leaders were looking for more police. So this one girl answered the question so perfectly. She said, yes, 
We did ask for more police, but that's not all we asked for. We asked for resources. We asked for better education. We asked for better school systems, better playgrounds. And all we got were police. Mm. They didn't make us better. They didn't put anything in place to make us better. They put something in place to keep us, to keep mm. us in line. You get what mm. I mean? And so how does that help move us forward? Especially if somebody wrote a book in 1938 talking about our school systems are not helping us move forward. They're working against us. They keep us fearful. So we talk a lot about people living in fear, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we don't think that we have what it takes. That's why middle class is so dependent on all of the experts always looking to be led because we have a fear of stepping out of, on our own because what we know is not sufficient. There's no critical thinking skills in school. Everything about our education is memorization. And then you go off and you live a life and you forgot most of the stuff you learned because it doesn't apply to real life. Yeah, so very true. They are not preparing us to live a life, they're not preparing us for the responsibilities that come with life. We know we're gonna grow old, right? If you look at, if you look at your parents, if, in, no, I'm sorry, not if, when they become dependent and they need your help, can you just leave your job and go take care of your mom? So when the time came for me to do it, I had to choose. I called my mortgage company and I said, look, my mom is ill. She can't be home alone. Is there any, I've been making extra payments on my mortgage. Is there any way we can reallocate all of the extra payments I made so I can go back to work? And they said, no. So I had to figure out what I was going to do since I was the sole breadwinner in my household mm -hmm. to be able to take care of my mom when she needed me. She was on her deathbed. Now, mm -hmm. thank goodness I had a great manager. He says to me, Helena, don't worry about it. He says, log on, don't worry about it. That was the end of the conversation. Unfortunately, my mom passed away that evening. But... Mm -hmm. We, life comes with a lot of responsibilities and employment is only gonna cover so much of that responsibility. Like, this is not stuff that only happens to a few people. This is the masses. Like, people get sick all the time. Cancer is rampant. You know, we have homeless people living in the street. Why aren't we learning solutions to fix these problems? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we learning solutions to avoid these problems? Yes. So no, I, I, so I'm sorry. So yes, I do think that the government is using its citizens. I don't think that they're there to, to support us. I think that we are on our own. And if we don't come up with a solution, there is no solution. Okay. So what can we do? I have to go back to creating our own. I think that let government be a job over there because there is no way around them creating law, them collecting taxes. There's no way around it, but we cannot stay waiting around for an answer. Everyday life is ticking past us. 
So what do we want in our lives? We need to come together collectively as a community. What do we want? What do we want our neighborhoods to look like? What do we want our money to look like? What do we want our futures to look like? What are the problems that come with life in general? How do we prepare for those things? I think that we have to stop waiting for permission, waiting to be led, and we need to stand up, fight for ourselves, come up with plans, and execute. Great, great answer. Let's transition to the uninhibited life. Yes. So, life has no limitations. None. So, we live in a day and time where technology is our friend. We live in a day and time we can research anything, we can go anywhere, we can talk to anyone. We are very smart people. The limitations come from a lack of knowing, right? So if you look at what our education has provided, it hasn't provided enough. And it has certainly played a part in our confidence levels. So we shrink. We think that we are not enough. We think that when we get good information and we know our information, we think someone else knows better. And we were scared to speak up. This life is an abundant life. Nothing is holding us back but this right here. That's it. Technology has changed the game. So we used to live in a society where the only place you can go make your money is at an office building. You may create a small business in the community to provide stuff for, for people, but it, you were limited to your local area. Those were, your, those were gonna be your customers. We used to be limited to shopping in a brick and mortar store, the mall, shopping center. The internet has changed all of that. There is infrastructure out there for us to get anything from anywhere at any time. So what are we really being limited by? If so Henry Ford made a point a long time ago. He's so he was running this huge company and the haters um, took him to court and said that he was not smart enough to run a company of that magnitude. So they started, they, they had him on the stand, they were asking him all of these questions. And he says, he stopped them and he said, you know what? You think that it makes me smart or not smart if I know these random questions that you're asking me. He says, I'm telling you what makes me smart is that anytime I need an answer, I can press a button and someone can bring me the answer. Mm. Life without limitations, none. And we have that here today, any and everybody. We don't even have to pay for it. It's on the internet. We're carrying around phones. We have internet all day, every day. We can go to the library. There is nothing that is holding us back. I can make my money anywhere. I can spend my money anywhere. So we need 
to live a different life. We are still tied to the days that we can only go to the office to make our money. We are still tied to the days that we can go to the store to purchase our needs, our goods. We can live however we want to. We need to change how we think. We need to, we need to be able to depend on each other and tap into consumer spending. That is what we need to do. Life is not limited by anybody else trying to hold us back. Yes, they are trying to hold us back. That's why they didn't teach us what we need to know. But, Emily, you know, there are people out here willing to teach you what you need to get what you want. Yes. Very true. Well, that was great, Helena. It's definitely great to hear a different perspective. You know, one that creates no boundaries for us and no barriers. And um, and I can't wait to continue hearing what you have to say. And until next time, this next is Middle time. Class and Wealthy. See you Thank later. You.